Time blocking is for suckers. Now, tracking your activity, that is a key to success. If you're trying to figure out ways that you can get more done in less time, tune in. Are you ready to go? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Alster podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's popping? I Before done, we get started, can you remove your cell phone from the table? It ruined the aesthetic. I done done it again. What'd you do? I done done it again. I called us the Lone Officer Podcast. Four years running. We've been the Lone Turn Officer the Podcast. Into the Lone Officer Podcast. The Lone there, Officer there, Podcast. There you go. Yeah, we're still the Lone Officer Podcast. Yeah, we're T-Lop, homie. Uh, you know, it's still, yeah. We, okay. You got to figure, figure out a new jingle then. Nah, you think so? Yeah, it'll come naturally. All right. Uh, well, you're tuned into T-Lop with me, D.O., and my main man. J.C. There we go. Hey, we're right back at it. Hey, welcome to T-Lop, boys and girls, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I may have sounded that way a uh, weekend or so ago really? when I was hanging out in Scottsdale. Yeah, you know, sometimes when you drink a couple beers in the sun in the desert, in the sun in the desert, sometimes your tongue swells up. The best way to drink, the best to way speak. to drink is early first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Is that a pro tip? Because that's what we're doing today, John. We're gonna do some pro tips. Okay. Yeah, you ready to go? Go ahead. Let's go. Holy you shit! You're go? hopping right into the episode. You know I can't I do know. that. Okay. You know I can't do I that, know. but sorry, we can try I... to make this episode shorter. It's gonna be for 45 minutes. Hey, I liked our last episode. I know. I, that was fun. What was it about? Just We're doing the news. We're talking about the news. news. Yeah. Right. I mean, we weren't like, you know, uh, was it Colin Trost on I SNL? Don't watch TV. You don't watch. SNL is not even funny. Weekend updates funny. I don't care who's doing oh, it. Oh, like they like, do the it, fake Yeah, when it was Tina Poehler yeah. and uh, or Tina Fey and Amy Poehler was yeah. funny. Right now it's Michael Shea and uh, I think Colin Yost I don't is watch his name. The only show on uh, TV I watch, you know what it is? Anime, probably. PTI. It's the best show on television. So why do you want to listen to two old ass men argue? If that's I want to listen to two old ass people argue, do. that's what we do, kind of. You think so? No, well, we don't argue. I mean, the, the, no, actually, no, we don't argue at all. This is a quality, is quality programming. All right. So what what you're saying is that we're the PTI of personal finance, budgeting, real estate, real estate investment, mortgage, home buying. I mean, yeah, that's all you really, because that's that's like a description of your talents. I'm just here for the ride. Hey, that that works for you. But if you remember the last episode, we just took like four or five current news articles. Mm -hmm. And instead of asking our viewers and our listeners to actually open them, read them, subscribe to them, chill, decipher them, chill. figure them out, we're like, nah, chill. we got you covered. Like let chill. let us take like two hours worth of reading and we broke it down to about 30 So basically it was all clickbait and a lot of nothing, just fluff articles. Well, it's also like, well, what does that mean? How many times have you read something? You're like, well, what the fuck does that's why what does I, that really that's mean? why I stopped reading Dustin because I would read a paragraph and then look at like what did I just read and then go back and read it again I'm like this book sucks I thought the minute they started using contractions you got all confused and you're like you know what I stopped I'm I was, I'm a, I was a good student up until about like eighth grade what happened girls I just you know, got introduced to drugs at an early age in high school started drinking as most young freshmen do and then you know life took over <laughs> and priorities we all, have, we all have priorities how old were you when you had your first brewski Oh, I was easily, yeah, it's probably the same exact age you were, easily. Right. And yeah. do, you, do you have the old school photo with you as a baby and like one of your aunts or uncles like pouring the beer in your mouth? You got one. Every kid has that photo. You know what I'm talking about? From the yeah. 80s and 90s where like, oh, look at look at yeah. little Johnny drinking the Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it started. Thanks, Unc. 
<laughs> Thanks. Mom. Yes. You know, I don't have those memories, but here's a memory I do have. I don't. We're totally going down a rabbit Doesn't hole now. Matter. Um, I actually used to be a very big chewing tobacco user. A uh, skull straight long cut. Oh, long cut. And I remember admiring like manly men as a kid, like mm-hmm. whether they were cowboys, whether they were baseball players, like people that I looked up to. They were rough, tough, and mm-hmm. they they dipped. And I wanted so bad to be like them mm-hmm. that they used to sell bubble tape oh, yeah. at the convenience store. We would go buy bubble tape and it wasn't even enough for us to carry it around. So it looked like we had a can of dip on us. We would take my buddy's dad's can of, can of dip. My right. mom would then wash them for us. And then we would put our bubble tape inside of the, the actual can of skull get a little and we'd carry it around. So we would look authentic and I look back and I'm just like, yeah, no wonder, no wonder I, I at one point was dipping a can a day, you, dropping $60 a week. Do you remember, my tobacco do you remember Great Big League Chew? Yes. Do you mean, I, yeah, we were talking, remember the cigarettes that had candy sticks that were like in the shape of cigarettes? It's like, yeah, no wonder, <laughs> no wonder yeah. America. Yeah. Hey, by the way, those candy cigarettes are still one of my favorite candies. If you have them, I will buy, I'll buy your whole entire store out and I'll crush them. I'm such a sugar fiend that I absolutely like, it's one of those things that people are like, oh, you go to Hooters. I'm like, yeah, I love the wings. You're like, ha ha. Sure you do. Oh, you like those candy cigarettes? I'm like, yep. Like, no, you don't. No one likes them. I'm like, no, I do. I really love now those that I know. Wow. Wow. Secret. So if you want a secret, you know, surprise Dustin. He, also, hate, he hates gift, but he will take candy. cigarettes. I also love candy corn. And I found that candy corn is something that a lot of people don't like. I, I liked it, but I ate it so much as a kid, I kind of like fell out of love with it. Yeah, but you didn't fall out of love with beer. Mm, ever no. since a young age. But and, you know, and the be- best time to drink it is early in the morning on an empty stomach. Of course, there, there is no other way. Preferably out in the desert so your tongue swells up and it makes it hard for you to say words. And then you smoke a bowl and then you're ready to start your day. They call that faded, don't they? Cross-faded? What are the kids saying these days? I'm sorry. What happens when you're drunk and you're high? Normal. I'm me. What you mean? <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you imagine whoever got clickbaited into this particular episode to like, who are these guys? And, I've thought, yeah. and are they ever going to get started? Yeah. This dude tricked me into thinking I was going to learn why time blocking sucks or, you know, ways that I can actually get more done with less time. Okay. Should we jump into that yeah, at some this, point? Here's a segue into that episode. I, I don't even know if it's a segue because you, we, we were still trying to talk about how awesome the last episode was. So just trust us. It was really good. We're going to do more of it because we had fun doing yeah. it. And it looks like you guys enjoyed listening to us break down what's much. happening in the news. Yes, yeah, you're welcome. That yeah. was a favor that we did for y'all. Mm-hmm. The second thing that we were going to address was, look, we're going through a rebrand. Bear with us. It's TLOP, y'all. TLOP's a brand. TLOP's a website. TLOP's a coaching platform. TLOP's a way of living, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's TLOP. What does it mean? I don't know. What does Rolex mean? You know what Rolex means? That's the guy that made it up. That means nope. nothing but just a powerful name. It's just a powerful name. Yeah. Yep. T-L-O-P. Don't mispronounce it. It's TLOP. Okay. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. We're talking about being out in the desert. We are going to be in the desert together in April. I'm trying to find me some peyote or one of those like toads that with the excretes that okay. shit that has Look, on cloud nine. What you do after 6 p.m., you're on John Coleman time. Psychosyphon. Look, I, with Nikki and Mark, yeah. are proud to be with some senior level executives uh, from EXP and Keller oh, Williams okay. and 
Loan Depot and you start naming the companies that are going to be out there. No, we're going to be at the gathering. It's Housing Wire's big annual event. That's right. T-Lop's going to be participating. We're going to be actually covering the event like a real media company are would. You serious? Yes, That's we're awesome. going to be out there covering the event, right? So we have to figure out some creative ways that we want to do stories and reels, and we're going to be podcasting from there. We're going to get Clayton Collins on the show. He is the um, the president and CEO of Housing Wire. We're going to get Logan, which is Housing Wire's chief economist. He's like the coolest economist. Mm. We're going to do an episode with Logan, so he'll give us a real-time update on what's going on in the U.S. economy. Oh, shit. And then, yes, we're going to be out there to, like, network, hang out with some friends. Like, we saw uh, my buddy Amir is going to be out there, so I'm sure we'll end up having a a beer or two with Amir and, you know, meeting some of the the big players in mortgage and real estate. Mm -hmm. And if people are in leadership positions in their companies and they're in real estate and they're in, in mortgage, you should look at going to this event. It's called Hell The Gathering. Yeah. You can go to our website, which is, get this, tloponline.com. You don't say. And you can see the details. You can check out the pricing. You can figure out where the hotel is. You can register and come join. But please know, caveat, this is definitely a position for what I would call mid to senior level executives on the sales side of both real estate and mortgage. Gotcha. I want to give a shout out to Brian Kemble. Brian Kemble. Producing branch manager, top producer, uh, runs his operation out of Knoxville, Tennessee. But quite honestly, the guy is all virtual, so he covers like nine different states. Okay. Brian is a coach for TLOP. Yeah. He is a mortgage coach. We have the whole entire TLOP community. Bro, he brought down the house. Brought down the house with his um his his session this month because what happens is if you are a member of TLOP online well one you're only a mortgage professional like if you're not a mortgage professional you would not be a, want to be a member at this point of TLOP online because it's just in a mortgage loan originator community yeah. but I coach two hours a month and then we have Brian we have Gwen we have Kayla we have Christy we have Travis and each of them are coaching for an hour a month so we're giving you seven hours of live sales training live coaching plus the 50 or 60 training videos that you and I have already produced, Mm -hmm. plus the dozens of downloadable resources. And we're just getting started, right? So Brian comes on, he does his thing. Now I know Brian to be a systems and processes guru. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to be dialed in, in any business, Brian knows a thing or two about being systematized. Like think assembly line production. In any successful business that I'm aware of, they have some form of assembly line production. But Brian brought down the house, basically saying to mortgage loan originators, here's how I create my video content. No offense to you, John. He goes, you don't need a JC. Thank God. He's like, you need two and a half hours a week. You need to spend $90 for the entire year Mm. for this one particular app. You can download this free app. That becomes your teleprompter. Mm -hmm. You buy this one piece of equipment and you go. I mean, he was given uh, examples of how in real time he uses, he uses, um, used to be called Bard. It's Google's version of, of uh, AI mm. plus voice recording two and a half hours. He's like, commit to three videos a week. It'll take you two and a half hours in the beginning, but here's how you do it. I loved it because he simplified it and made it easy for all 40 people who hopped on. Mm. What was crazy is we only had 40 people who hopped on live. That must mean because everyone else wants to go back and and listen to it in their e-learning platform. But look, we already have 367 community members of TLOP online. Mm -hmm. We will be capping this to where I don't ever want to see this community have more than 
3% of licensed mortgage loan originators represented. I'm guessing by about this time next year, it's going to be an application process to join the community. Mm -hmm. The good news is right now, the investment is half of what it's going to be a year from now. Yeah. The good news is right now, if you are a full-time mortgage loan originator and you are serious about betterment, mm -hmm. like just growth, professional, personal growth, and you're not an asshole, yeah, we're going to accept you in. We're going to make the investment so affordable that you can't say no because we're just getting started. We want you to come grow with us. So if you want more details about how you can become a part of this community, mm -hmm. then go to tloponline.com. You can um, do a strategy call. That's basically a behind the scenes look. You trying to figure out, is this community good for me? Am I good for this community? Uh, you can just go to TLOP online. And if you're like, no, I'm sold. If Dio oh, and JC yeah. are part of it, I want to join. Uh, or you can always email Nikki at tloponline.com. And Nikki spells her, her Nikki, N-I-K-K-I. So mm -hmm. Nikki at tloponline.com. That was everything that I had to say before we got started. Okay. So and I, then final oh, shout out. Geez, so you're not Here done. I go again. We're not done. No. Look, I'm excited about all the places we get to be. Mortgage Bankers of uh, Oklahoma reached out, uh -huh. looking to be up back in Oklahoma in September. The Florida Association of Mortgage Professionals reached out, Famp. looking to do something with them into July, beginning of August in sure. Orlando, Florida. Okay. That's on top of the stuff we're already doing with Arkansas that we're going to do with Flat Branch Home Loans heading up to Kansas City. Holy shit. Yeah, the event in Vegas that we're going to be doing, and we're just Slow getting down. started. Hopefully, well, we're definitely not taking Frontier out there. So anyway, since you gave us that long diatribe and today's episode is about how to like get more time back, how do we get our time back from what you just gave us? Yeah, so I'm going to start with this. Time blocking is bullshit. And you can fight me on it. Like literally, if you want to show up to 2699 no, e Road. No, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not going to send them to the, the studio. Yeah, like okay. look, look, John's building out this studio. It is going to be he and Mark's like home away from home. It's their little hideout. Mostly Mark. And, and they don't want anyone to know where it is unless you're a guest on the show, at which point we'll, Even have, to, we'll have to blindfold, blindfold them. You, yep. Yeah, we'll have to blindfold them and then uh, and drive this, them in. Yeah, this white rag. But, but no, like I, 20 years into, into being a business professional, technically 25 if you include my time working in television advertising. Okay. But I'm just looking at the past 20 years when I've been in mortgage, real estate, real estate investment, um, insurance, like that realm of, of, of business. Time and time and time again. Uh -huh. We talk about time tra traps. That's a Todd Duncan book. We talk about the four-hour workday. We talk about time blocking. I, I've yet of the hundreds of successful people. And success, I'm looking at these people are self-made millionaires. Mm -hmm. Okay, They have companies that crush it. They do a lot of revenue. Their personal income is over a million dollars, et cetera, et cetera. None of them. And none's a strong word successfully time block. So I'm at a point now, I'm 45 years old and I'm tired of chasing time blocking and I'm also tired of answering questions regarding time blocking. But what I have learned through experience, through trial and error from interviewing some of these uber successful business professionals, sales professionals, entrepreneurs alike, is that there's something about becoming intentional with your time and more specifically tracking your time. So this is not just for mortgage loan originators or realtors or real estate investors. Like th this could very well be for somebody who's trying to become a healthier version of themselves mm -hmm. through diet and exercise. This could be somebody who is trying to figure out 
how to get their personal finances in check because maybe they are a hot mess, crazy in credit card debt, earning less than they than they spend. Right? Time tracking works. Activity tracking works. So what I would like to do is spend some time encouraging people to stop chasing this myth, this mythical dragon known as time blocking, and let's just get comfortable with tracking our activity. And I'm just going to spend the rest of today's episode walking people through personal stories where I've had success, Mm -hmm. as well as stories where I have seen coaching students go from being irrelevant to the person that the rest of the company is talking about because they're like, how? How is he doing X? Mm -hmm. How did she go from rookie to the top producer in her entire city? Right? Well, it all started with possibly taking themselves serious, hiring a good coach, but that coach forcing them to do something very uncomfortable, which is to track their time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start with the very beginning of time. And it wasn't the beginning of time. It was probably 20 some years ago. How was my son? Um, probably 17 or 18 years ago, 17 or 18 years ago, I'm a young rookie loan originator who had just transitioned from a career in television advertising sales into mortgage. Uh-huh. I hundred percent commission. I had no contacts, no referral sources and didn't know what I was doing. Well, in order to figure it out, I went many months where I didn't make enough money to cover my nut which meant I blew through the little bit of savings that I had mm-hmm. and I racked up credit card debt. Let's go. Until I got to a point to where I was like, I can't do this anymore. So then I started sh- cutting shit off, mm-hmm. deferring student loans, cutting off cable. Um, you know, talked earlier about my chew tobacco habit, went from, from chewing the good expensive stuff all the way down mm-hmm. to the real cheap stuff, whatever I could do. Yep. Drove around Orlando with four sales signs in my car until I eventually was introduced to um, a gentleman whose name is Kirk Young. He, owned this small little boutique financial advisor firm in Winter Park, Florida called Bar Financial. And Kirk sat down with my wife and I because my wife's parents were clients of Kirk. And Kirk must have seen something in us. Maybe he saw a little bit of himself. Maybe he saw some drive. I don't know. But he, for a small fee, he let us come into his office three different times and he coached us. And for the first time ever, we listened. But the very first thing that he made us do is for 30 consecutive days, Mm -hmm. I had to track everything I spent money on. Nope. There was no wrong answer. There was no right answer. The very first thing I had to do was track. Where's your money going? Out the window, duh. But where out the window? (laughs) You know, is it it all Heineken and True Leave? Or is it Heineken, True Leave, Hillstone, plus a new hoodie, Uh, plus some new J's, plus a new hat? Jesus, mom. (laughs) Uh, right. Yeah. So, but, but it all started with tracking. Yeah. So not time blocking. He didn't sit down and be, let's talk about blocking your right, time so, so, so you can spend your money. So when you say time blocking, what is time blocking? Like 20 minutes from now, I'm going to do this. Like, is that, how's that different? Yes. If, if time blocking was real. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. If, if it was tangible. Okay. Yes. It would say that from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, I'm going to do X from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. I'm going to do Y uh, from Noon to one, I do Z all the way through. And right. my my day is timed out. Mm-hmm. That means there's no distractions. My phone's put away. My email's turned off. Mm-hmm. I'm not answering my phone call because I'm in that particular time block. Right. And again, I'm sure there's outliers out there. I'd love for you to show up to my office at 2699 Lee Road and we can talk 
about all the success you've had time blocking, but I'm just going to let you know I've yet to find it. Yeah. Okay. It is, it is the fountain of youth and I'm Ponce de Leon. It just doesn't exist, but that's what time blocking is. Okay. But time tracking is where I'm going with this. But before I go with this, I just want to let you know that I'm, I, I, I'm a student because I was taught this and I saw what it worked because when I tracked my finances for 30 consecutive days, yeah, I saw some things I didn't want to see. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. But I also saw lots of opportunities. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I was taught because I had a good coach, a good mentor. This was the guy, Kirk, that we were paying money to, to sit down so he could share his wisdom with us. I found that, you know what? I can still go out to dinner, but I can't afford drinks and appetizers. You know what? I can still continue to pay for my nasty, disgusting chewing tobacco habit. I just can't buy Skull Straight Long Cut. I can only afford uh, Longhorn. These are true stories. Right. You know, like these are actual true stories. I learned that, oh my gosh, I'm overpaying for auto insurance. Like my car is worth three grand, yet I'm paying to have it replaced as if it was worth 30 grand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it was one of those things that at that point in my life, every dollar added up. And all of a sudden, I wasn't able to like change my lifestyle, but I was able to get by. I was at a minimum able to get by. So it all started with tracking where I'd gone. So cool. That's finances. What about my health? Ooh, we, I don't know what's more disgusting, John tracking where you spend your money or tracking what you put in your body. I started cold pressed juicing. So that's really been good. I'd be making like those. We make like ginger shots and shit at home. Okay. Do you feel any better when you do it? Yeah. Are you getting stronger? More, like, more mental clarity, I, sleeping I, better. Uh, sure. Is it fun? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's healthy for you. Okay. Yeah, you know, even cold pressures that you spend like $15 on the tiny little thing. Yeah, now we make them at home. So, I mean, I, yeah. it's something you and your wife can do together, quality time. No, something she can do while I'm on the couch playing PlayStation. Okay. <laughs> it's bonding. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. But no, but if someone's really, truly serious about getting healthy, mm -hmm. the first thing I would tell you to do is I tell you to track what you're eating for 30 days. Let's see what you're putting into your body. Let's see where you're spending your money if it was personal finance. Mm -hmm. And then by looking at it, we can start making some calculated changes, right. right? Well, what if you just cut out X and Y? What would that have done for your day? Would you have won the day? What if you didn't do what you did on Sunday at all or you only did half of it? Would that have allowed you to win the week? So where, where you're eating, what you're putting into your body, you first have to start by tracking. You, you track where you were, so then you can figure out where you're going to go. And then more importantly, you can eventually write where, where you're trying to get. Well, when you're looking at your time, it works with personal finance. It works with getting healthy. It also works with how do you do more with in less or how do you do more of the same, right? Hey, same amount of time. I just want to get more done. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you how to track your time. And we have a spreadsheet that we give to our coaching students. And if somebody wants this spreadsheet, literally um, email Nikki. She's going to hate me for doing this. Nikki at tloponline.com. Flood the inbox. And, and just ask Nikki to send you the spreadsheet. Nikki, it's okay. I don't care if they're TLOP members Justin or not. Said, yeah, it's, a, it's a simple Excel spreadsheet that we put together that we give to all of our coaching students. It's nothing that's like of, of intellectual property that we couldn't share because anybody who understands the basics of, of Excel could have put this together. But the exercise would be this. For four consecutive weeks, roughly a whole month, I want you to write down what time you got up, 
I want you to write down what time you went to bed and then fill in half hour by half hour. What did you do? Like, what did you actually do? How much time did you spend on social media, drinking coffee before you, you logged in if you work from home or you got in the car to drive to the office? Probably. That when you were at the office, how much time did you spend catching up with your buddy and his wife? Which, by the way, you should do that. We're humans. There's a human element to what we do for a living and human element to the lives that we live. But you need to, to look at your day and be like, okay, after tracking an entire month, mm -hmm. where can I make improvements? What minor changes? Don't drop the kids off at school. Make them walk like everybody else. Possibly. Possibly, mm -hmm. but there's always minor changes. And this is why I love James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, so much. And I talk about it incessantly because it's all about making tiny changes and letting them compound. It may be the same tiny change, but it compounds mm -hmm. over 90 to 120 days. And all of a sudden it's a big change or maybe one tiny change that when added together with nine other mm -hmm. tiny changes, now you have a change of substance. And now that change of substance has changed your trajectory of the direction that you're heading. So the very first thing you wanna do is track, is track where you are spending your time. Then you look for opportunities to eliminate things that are time wasters and do more of the productive stuff that you have to do. If you're in sales, the productive stuff you have to do is networking. Productive stuff you have to do is making sales calls, doing lead follow-up, attending networking functions, et cetera, right? That's the productive sales things that you have to do. And for some of you, the productive things you have to do is spend more time with your family because maybe you realize that, man, your business is banging. You're crushing it. But if you stay on this path, you're going to make a lot of money that you now have to split 50-50 with your spouse <laughs> and your kids hate you yeah. and they have a drug addiction because you spent all of your time. I gave my life to this game. Yes. But to me, the hack, the lesson learned, it all starts with tracking. Now, once you have tracked where you have been, once you have looked for opportunities for improvement, and then you have made your game plan for where you're looking to go, the tracking doesn't stop there. And I think that is where people get derailed quickly and they lose all momentum or even feel dejected. Mm. Is they did the exercise, mm -hmm. they then came up with a game plan of how they could capitalize on opportunities, then they quit tracking. And it's like, no, nope. Whether I'm tracking my finances, whether I'm tracking my, my, my diet, or whether I'm tracking my activity, the tracking doesn't stop. It may change. It may morph. But now I just need to track what am I getting done today. Some people start tracking their, 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 their day off of a to-do list. By the way, that is successful. Like just doing a simple to-do list, as corny and as it may sound or simplistic as it may sound, that works. I love to go one step above a to-do list. Like I love, and this is why we teach it with the podcast episodes on it. I love not time blocking. I love having theme days. Most people know that about me, right? I do theme days when I'm training for, for my next Ironman competition. I do theme days when I go to the gym mm -hmm. to lift weights. I do theme days when I am a loan originator trying to crush it and make the most money that I can so that I can make an impact to my community and leave my family better off than, than uh, they would have if I wasn't out crushing it, right? So for me, theme days are better than time blocking because I don't necessarily need to do it from four to five or do it from, from nine to 10. 
what I do need to do is know that it's Monday and Monday's theme is to do X. Mm -hmm. Tuesday's theme is to do Y, Wednesday Z, mm -hmm. et cetera, right? And you can go back and find the old catalog of 400 plus episodes and you can see where we've actually dug into theme days. And I didn't come up with theme days. I Look, I learned it. I implemented it. So now I talk about it because it worked for me. You know, things that we coach and we teach, when I'm tracking my activity, it can be as simple as how many people did I talk to today? If I had 10 meaningful conversations, I track that because mm -hmm. I have learned, because I know my numbers from tracking them, 10 meaningful conversations meant, check, I did that. Yep. Did I post something to social? Because like, I teach, I teach this little formula. Think of it as like a safe that you're trying to open. 30, 10, 5, 5, 3, 1. 30 dash 10 dash 5 dash 5 dash 3 dash 1. Okay. 30 minutes a day. Again, time blocking would say I have to do it at 7.30 a.m. Bullshit. You have 30 minutes. I will coach you. You break it up in no more than 15-minute segments. Don't try to do six five-minute segments. No, but you have 30 minutes a day. That's the 30. Where you have to go and like or heart 10 people's posts. You then have to comment on 10 posts because a comment is a little bit more intimate than just a like or a heart. You then have to send out some kind of a friend request five different times. It could be LinkedIn. It could be Instagram. It could be Facebook, but just five. Mm -hmm. Expand your network. Three, how many people you have to DM? Like DM three people. And then one is one post. So I don't necessarily need a time block for that, but I do need to have my checklist. I need to be tracking my activity. And just like I wanted to have 10 talk to's, 10 people I talk to, a meaningful conversation. And by the way, you get to come up with what's meaningful, right? Because if I'm a producing manager, a meaningful conversation could have been with a recruit. If I'm a loan officer, a meaningful conversation may have been with a referral source, a past client, or a current client. But a meaningful conversation, I then need to say, did I follow my formula of 30, 10, 5, 5, 3, 1? And then in my following theme days, theme days tell me what I had to do that day. If it was called 20 realtors, I called 20 realtors. If it was to reach out to everyone that I'm currently doing a loan for to check in and give them a status update, that's what I did. If it was to reach out to my past client, that's what I did. And then another activity that I love to track, how many networking functions that I attend? I want to go to one a week. That's my goal, one a week. So I'm going to a networking function Wednesday, tomorrow. I'm going to a Mortgage Bankers Association event last Wednesday. Thursday, no, last Wednesday, I was at another Mortgage Bankers Association event. One was in Tallahassee, Florida. This one's going to be in Orlando, Florida. The following day, I'm going to be at an Orlando Real Producers event. So I can say, check, check. Mm -hmm. Like, does Dio walk the walk? Yeah. Yeah, because that those are things that I want to do. Y'all follow us on social. You know we're posting every day, right? I maybe should send more DMs than I do. I could probably uh, comment more times than I do, mm -hmm. but I track my activity. And I think anyone who's trying to become successful at anything, Track your activity. Come up with your own theme days, right? If you're trying to get healthy, you should. You could say we do meatless Tuesdays. Some people do taco Tuesdays. You can do meatless Tuesdays because you're trying to eliminate meat from your diet. Mm -hmm. You could say, oh, I'm trying to get healthier. I'm tracking how many steps. How many, how many people track how many steps? A lot. Mm -hmm. A lot. Very few of them are really healthy. Though. Shitty Fitbits. Well, very few of the people that are tracking their steps, I don't know if they're necessarily, but you know what they are? They're one step closer to getting healthy. When I'm tracking my time, I track how many hours did I exercise that week. 
Nine. That's my goal. Nine hours of exercise every single week. Yeah. That's you, know, but I track it and I, I, I have a watch that tracks it. Talk to a professional athlete. Look how they track their macros from in terms of their diet. Mm-hmm. Talk to anyone who's, who's in a fitness or tracking grams of protein or grams of carbohydrates. They track it. This is what successful people do. So whether you're looking to have success in personal finance, fitness, which also includes diet or business, it all comes down to tracking your activity. And in order you start with, what am I currently doing? Because nothing changes if nothing changes. We know that. We talk about it on the show all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you continue doing what you're doing, you'll stay exactly where you are one year, two years, 10 years down the road. Bum. Yep. You may even get worse because you may get more complacent. You may get a little bit lazier and you, you may stop caring as much as you did 10 years prior. Yeah. But nothing changes if nothing changes. You first have to figure out what are you currently doing? Then you look for the opportunities. You make the adjustments based on, on what your initial tracking data told you. Then you put together a game plan. And when you put together the game plan, you have to continue to track the activity, whatever it is that you're choosing to do. And that's going to change regardless of what you're trying to accomplish. If you are a mortgage loan originator, if you're a financial advisor, if you're an insurance agent, a real estate agent, et cetera, et cetera, it's going to vary from trade and profession, but the general concepts don't. And that was the one thing I want to convey in today's message. When you and I were sitting back like, hey, what do we want to talk about today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this question of time blocking and and what do successful people do? Kind of, it came up, came up on a call I was doing. I'm like, yo, stop asking me about time blocking. Can I find a way to just encourage you to do something that I think is more important, way more effective and a way of life that if you could start making those small changes of tracking what you're doing, I promise you, you are bound to get better. But if you don't track it, it didn't happen. Well said, Dustin. I'm going to start tracking how many times a week my wife yells at me, and then I'm going to show her the report to see where she can make minor changes to change her behavior. I, I don't disagree with that. It's probably going to be all my fault. Well, I was going to say, but you just have to be ready for her to track nope. all the times that no. you said or did something. No, it doesn't work that way, Dustin. Okay. It's a one-way street. All right. Well, how about this? If you guys like what JC and I are doing over here, uh, we don't know what to call ourselves. Let's call ourselves TLOP slash the, the Lone Usher Podcast. Mm-hmm. Continue to tune in, but more importantly, tell not one, not two, but three people. 500,000 strangers. Yes, about this particular content. Know that we have an entire library uh, that you can go back and consume previous episodes. And we're building out a brand new YouTube channel. Stay tuned. You can go ahead and subscribe now to the YouTube channel, but know that um, in the coming weeks and months, we're going to start uploading and downloading and interloading okay. all types of sure. edutaining content. Edutainment. That hopefully will put a smile on your face, make you say, hmm. And if you just followed the directions that were, that were uh, discussed, it could potentially help make you better and more successful at what you're trying to do. Well said. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That is all the time we have for you today, but we do look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.